0: resilient or robust hey, you can you can bounce back but anti-fragile is kind of bouncing back but at a higher level. so becoming better of adverse conditions.
1: Welcome back everyone to the Geeks Geezers and Googleization show, the home of Googleization Nation where we talk with HR and business thought leaders about the crazy shift going on in the world of business, technology and HR. Here's your host Ira Wolf and co-host Joyce Joya.
2: Welcome back to another Geek Skeezers and Googleization. We on the Northeast are waiting for a, another storm, but we are back. Joyce, uh, you are in Texas.
1: Uh, I'm in uh, Texas. Hardest hit by this craziness, this this uh, weather aberration so to speak we we have the hundred year storm here going on in texas
2: you you actually have snow and you have ice and you have cold the many people in, and i know you've been out uh, occasionally didn't have power electricity no. yes it, electricity. Was,
1: it was so difficult yeah yes. I, and, and i know so, we for granted the creature comforts ira we do the, we do things so, like Heat and water. <laughs> oh, it's
2: interesting. I, right, right before we went on the air, and, and we're, we're definitely going to talk to Tom about this. Right before we went on the air, we had, there was a headline that came in. I think it was Washington Post or something. And it was about how unprepared Texas was, the, the grid. And we won't go into all the politics and everything about it. Uh, but the headline was that they didn't expect there to be this cold or snow. And I couldn't think back because a year ago, 12 months ago, uh, we were facing a pandemic and certainly cold and ice, you know, in, in Texas is one thing. It's, 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 it's a small comparison to the pandemic, but the same story was we weren't prepared for it. It was coming. Yet, if you listen to the experts, if you watch the trends, which you do, uh, and I know Tom does—that's <laughs> that's, that's a, what the, what you guys do for a living—you uh, watch the trends. It it was it was coming. It was it was expected. Yeah, maybe it only happens once in a hundred years, but well, it's a hundred years, and it's going to show up. So those are two strikes. And uh, what we're going to talk about today, especially with Tom some of the megatrends that are happening in HR, uh, not only in the US, but globally. And, you know, when they happen, uh, we we don't want anybody to step back and go, this was totally unexpected. How could this have happened? No one would have (laughs) seen it coming. And yet, one day after the other, there's things that people keep saying, we never expected this, we never saw it coming, until the day it happens. And then it's like, what a surprise. Uh, and what are we going to do about fixing it and these are big problems these are and, and again uh, i think on the scale of things certainly i know you're going to talk a little bit later about climate change the impact having uh that'll okay. be our head of the curve segment but right now uh we've got tom hake from the netherlands all the way from the netherlands uh, i met tom uh, just a little bit of background on this I met. I actually officially just met Tom yesterday, last night on a rehearsal uh, to make sure the technology was going to work. But uh, prior to that, uh, he and I have been hanging out on this uh, uh, Thinkers 360 uh, Global Influencer list, and we keep chasing each other's tail back to back. We we keep flipping spots. I think right now is Tom. You're one ahead of me. Uh, on one of the lists and I'm one ahead of you on another list, but it's been fun. And you know, one of the things that people have asked uh, talking about trends, uh, we, I've been in a co- couple conversations about this, including on this show, about what are some of the things that we, you hope we keep going forward that that we learned. And one of the things is I think we've had time to actually nurture some relationships. I know that interpersonal relationship, that socialization is missing for a lot of people. Uh, but being online and people being home, we've had an opportunity to connect with people that formerly were so busy. And Tom was one of those people speaking around the world at conferences and meetings that I'm not sure we would have had the ability to even have this conversation as easily or to have that or, or, or that uh, again, just participating in some of the, the sharing of knowledge uh, that we do on an everyday basis. Uh, again, there's just a lot of good good information out there. Met a ton of good people, and uh, really excited about that. So, anyway, Tom, uh, welcome to Geek Skeezers and Googleization.
0: Wow, thanks, uh, thanks, uh, thanks for having me. And,
2: and I'm going to sync up my. Uh, looks like my camera decided to freeze up on a an, okay. mode there. Uh, so I'm going to just go off there, and then I'm going to come back on, and we should be, we should be in good shape. Um, blame it on,
0: blame it on the weather. I would say that's uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's, well,
2: yeah. Today we actually have sun for the first time <laughs> in three weeks. Uh, we have paving lights on the outside by uh, coming on our stairs. They're about I measured them. They they were about two feet tall, and I haven't yeah, yeah. seen them until this morning. It just melted enough that you can see the tops and uh, we're supposed to get 12 more inches of snow tonight. So we're, we'll lose all our lights again. But Tom, we want to talk about some of the mega trends that are out there now, and you follow these, you have an organization or a business, uh, HR trends Institute. I believe yeah, that's, that's correct. It. Yeah. 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 You you wrote an article a few weeks ago, and there's a few things that I really really found inter- interesting. Well, and again, it was at the end of the year. What what you thought the mega yeah. trend for 2021 were going to be? At, I don't know if these were done in order, uh, if you had a priority. But uh, the the first two really resonated with me. The one number one was ethical leadership, and although yeah. there was a lot of you know the. Everybody has their top three trends, top five trends, top 10 trends that we're going to see. You were one of the only people that had that at the top. And I thought that was rather interesting. And the second was something that Joyce has now, I, I've, I've mentioned it to her before, uh, especially with my work with adaptability, the adaptability quotient, was antifragility. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. that was your number two. So there was this bond, there was connection there. Uh, but there's obviously some other trends. But I was fascinating that you chose ethical leadership and anti-fragility as, as one and two. Yeah. Now, was that a priority? I mean, do you, do you, uh, Well,
0: it's not ne- never really a priority, but it's it's more my it's partly the trend list and partly my wish list as well. Eh? So, uh, <laughs> okay. it, it, it's a mixture.
1: <laughs> so, I have a question for you, Tom. Yeah, what is the difference between anti fragility and resilience?
0: Yeah, that's a good, that's, a, I, I, I would say, and I, it, it's not from me. Uh, it's uh, it's Taleb, uh, the, uh, the great writer uh, uh, who wrote about that. Uh, 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 he also wrote a fantastic book, The Black Swan. And Ira was referring to that, basically, when, you, uh, when do really unexpected things appear? You better, well, you cannot prepare, but if they come, you better be ready. And, and he was saying, well, uh, you have something like fragile, yeah? Uh, 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 breakable etc then you have you could say resilient or robust hey? you can you can bounce back but anti-fragile is kind of bouncing back but at a higher level so becoming better of adverse conditions and i like mm-hmm. that concept a led- slots it's not bouncing back and resilience is more okay you're resilient you 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 go with the flow and you 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 still are alive but Uh, Anti fragility is, well, you become better. And for not only for individuals, but also for organizations, that's an interesting concept. eh? Because uh, let's look at the COVID 19 uh, uh, crisis. eh? Uh, You saw a lot of differences. eh? Some organizations were able to be flexible, were were able to think, oh, well, things are changing right and taking advantage going, yeah. of
1: market changing market conditions for sure and
0: then in the netherlands you saw, saw a category of people saying what is the government doing huh? how are they helping us still today All over the
1: world you yeah. saw that tom <laughs> we're All one year
0: Just i just came here watching the, our news and aholt which is one of our biggest retail chain they right. made a lot of money last year and right? because yes. everybody still has to eat and they also have a good delivery uh, service, so they earned a lot of money, but of course other other uh, a lot of small shops are closed. Now they were discussing how to get the money from the big companies to the small company. I said, oh, that's-
1: uh, no, <laughs> <laughs>
0: maybe that's not the solution. Eh? So, but there are also small and but there are also small retail stores that we. Designed their business. Said, "Well, maybe people are not coming to the shop anymore. We should do things differently." And that's partly, you could say, anti-fragility.
1: You know, I have I have seen uh, pictures and videos of small businesses that had shops that had pivoted to start offering masks and mask frames and and. The the things that we can wear behind the mask that yeah, yeah. that hold it uh, instead of being on our ears, and I you know I, all I can do is marvel that those even small businesses recognized that there was a place for them to pivot and take yeah. advantage yeah. of and I'm, easy, eh? and I'm not saying it's easy,
0: and I'm not saying everybody yes. can do it. Right. But what I'm saying is that organizations, that's part of that trend, organizations are now looking, how can we as organizations become more anti-fragile in a way, eh? right. and that's partly back to the people. Do we have the people on board eh, who can right. easily adapt, think about new things? Uh, yeah, that's, you could say the and, anti-fragile person. And
1: that's why Ira and I have talked so frequently about the fact that adaptability is the talent that is most in demand by companies today so that we can have the team that we need to be anti-fragile. But here's the key that, that I I think is really the most important. And that is that not only do we need to recruit those those people who can help Mm. us be anti-fragile, but we need to engage them and ask them what they think and allow them to help us move forward into the future. Too many organizations make the mistake of hiring these wonderful people and then they never ask them what they think they never ask them for suggestions and so all of this talent remains locked up in the person's being yeah, yeah. and the
0: that's company never the, knows it. that's back to the to, I have a question for Ira is can you measure anti-fragility are you're you're, you're, you're in the test arena eh? is that something you can test can you test the anti-fragile personality we don't hear you
1: you're on He's, mute Please unmute yourself. There I, am.
0: I, I, I said,
2: thank you, Tom, I'll send you the check later. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's part of where this evolved. Um, working with the adaptability quotient, uh, they identified five personal abilities. There's other aspects to it. It's the environment, it's the company culture, it's the experience. It's your it's your support mm-hmm. system that you have to get through this. But from a personal ability, uh, there's a there's a lot of um, skills that have been thrown out there. Grit is certainly one of yeah, them, with the yeah, work of Angela Duckworth. And, and that's the endurance. That's the ability to keep going yeah, uh, yeah, the first yeah, yeah. Uh, There is resilience. It's bouncing back. Uh, the best analogy I have is a Weeble. You, you knock it down, it bounces mm-hmm. back. And, and we, we saw a lot of that. But there was also mental flexibility. It's the ability to deal with paradox. Uh, yeah, we can yeah. measure that. Uh, a growth mindset. We were able to measure that, and then also unlearning. How willing are people to unlearn yeah. their old behaviors to learn? So there was those five dimensions, and yes, that's part of the AQAI yeah. uh, that we use. Uh, and 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 so yes, absolutely, we can yeah, measure yeah. that. But putting this, in, you said something really important. I can't. Re- I think it was the dialogue you were having with Joyce, um, and I can't remember was you Joyce or or yeah. you said this, Tom. Um, but as companies were You know, the companies that were waiting to just reopen. We can't, and they were gonna go back to the way it was. That that's an indication of resilience. It's where we're shut down, the storm hit, the pandemic hit, we're gonna we're gonna have an opening date, we're gonna bring back our help, we're gonna serve the same menu, and the and the customers will come back just like it used to be. That's the that's the re that's resilience if you were able to get through that point and maybe some grit. The anti fragility. In, in our world, in the HR world, in the people world, is that when you reopen those doors, you've re engineered. You, you may bring the same people back, or maybe yeah. you bring the, same, the best people back, or maybe you bring a different type of people back because there's different needs. Maybe there's a different menu. The customers may have different needs and expectations now following the pandemic. How do you, anti fragility to me, means how do you grow? How do you grow? bigger and stronger as a result of everything what what you
0: saw a lot eh, in 2020 was in a kind adaptation eh? so there was a new situation and organizations adapted but many did not really and i'm also looking at the internal way organizations are working joyce referred to that eh, is there was not a real transformation eh? just a simple example uh, people found out yeah, we cannot have our physical meetings anymore, so we have to do it online. But right. there you were, Monday morning, nine o'clock in your physical uh, Good morning, Joyce. It's Monday morning. Good morning, Ira. There we are in our boring Monday morning meeting. That's adaptation eh? We and many organizations were able to do that. But the transformation is that we would say, right. well, do we really need those meetings? Maybe we can have a meeting 24-7. Uh, an asynchronous meeting where we share our thoughts and then now and then we come together to do something nice instead of having good morning, how was your weekend and here's the, uh, but that transformation, I think that's 2021, big opportunities for organizations and, and that's in line with what you said and that's, are we really transforming? And that has partly to right. do also with the anti-fertility.
2: I, I, yeah, I mean, I I love that. I, I love that the fact that people adapted Adaptation without that transformation yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, is going back to normal. You know, it's going yeah. back to the yeah. way it was, which we're not going to happen.
1: So, I, I have a great example of that. Just let me add this very quickly. There's a restaurant in Austin, which is one of my favorites. It's called the Clay Pit. And it's run by a, a French-trained chef whose name is Bali Singh. And Bally realized during the pandemic that his menu was way too big. And sadly, he did away with some of the, the things that I liked the best, but the way that he, he streamlined his menu really made it easier and more efficient and more profitable for his restaurant to stay in business. And that's the kind of thing that we need to see from a lot of different organizations
2: yeah, the, the goal is to ha- how can we learn from this how can we grow bigger how can we go stronger and that's yeah. really anti-fragility now yeah. we spent you know, yeah we, we you i'm sure the three of us can spend yeah. all a long long time going over that uh, but there were other things, and again, so let's go back to the number one that was on yeah. your, your your either your wish list or your I No, no,
0: no, but that, that's that's absolutely on. My, that's both on my wish list. But we see it slowly coming. But but I'm an HR professional, so I look a little bit at the world of HR. Now we have read all those terrible stories, even this year, but also last year. Uh, I'm sure you, uh, she said, and that all all all, uh, but also for example stories about. Uh, unethical practices in Uber when they developed the, the, their business. We've had uh, uh, practices here in the Netherlands at universities where where for years uh, professors went on and arrested students. Then if you look in those books and you l- read the stories, HR the, is often absent. They are not, they don't play a mm-hmm. role at all because they often are kind, uh, uh, both legal is worse because legal is trying to cover it up, but HR is the entire, yeah, what? Can, they they don't show ethical leadership here. And I think that's, and th- these are the big stories, but there are smaller stories as well. For example, if we look at salary levels around the world and the differences between the pay for women and men, they are still, even in most right. countries, quite substantial for equal work. That's, Well, that's that's also you you should so show leadership as companies I say this is unacceptable and it's relatively easy to change. Doesn't make uh, it doesn't take a lot. There are companies that are doing that. They say we don't find this acceptable and we do it. uh, 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 when I uh, look at some of the HR professionals that speak about it, say, yeah, but it's complicated, and it's years and years history. You know,
1: I, it, it, it seems to me, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that the particularly the old-style HR folks grew up in a time where their job was to just make sure that everything was running smoothly don't rock the boat don't have anything Mm -hmm. that will disrupt our calm way of doing things whether that was ethical or not that's that's what they thought was their job and now here we are in 2021 and we're asking them to get out of their comfort zones and to not play police people but at least to support the the examination and the yeah, yeah. the uh, making sure inquiry yeah the inquiry but right, it's not only hr of course happened. so
0: it's not only hr It's wider but it's exactly as you're saying and it's partly also because many hr they were so keen on being part of management Say we are also management and we are part of the top team. So they associated more with the top of the organization than with the people in the organization because that was old fashioned and, and but now yeah they should it's not either, but you should play a role in saying this is the practices in our organization the practice in society it's there are many practices that where organizations can do something so also organizations and there are signs so it's a uh, there are signs that that people are expecting more of organizations to take a point of view not to say oh there's there's things happening no, 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 there right. are things happening and we as organizations can influence them. And well, you have many companies in the US that, that can play that role. And I see uh, signals that they are are taking up that responsibility. So that's positive, I think. Yeah.
1: Uh, I think so. And by the way, Tom, my attitude is that we manage things and we lead people. Okay. And, yeah, okay. and I believe that too often Those two things are very confused. And that's why we have HR managers, not HR leaders. I prefer to support my HR professional friends to be leaders as opposed to managers.
0: But the ethical leadership is a difficult subject. It can quickly become controversial. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about small things and big things, but we expect, and that's also the expectation of people, yeah, that organizations don't take things for granted and that they are, yeah, in a sense, and that, that's the whole long-term mega trend, yeah, the, the, the growing importance of purpose. Yeah, people are not just working for the money, they want to help to change the world. With their organizations in their organizations. Right. And that's, I think, a very positive thing. Yeah, Tom, for for so
2: long, I mean, you, you basically inferred this that HR was looking to get that seat at the table, and then they got the seat at the table, but they lost their voice. Uh, they just exactly. uh, sat And it's more important to have their voice. I don't know how many conversations I've been in, we've had a couple. Uh, uh, you know, quite quite a few uh, podcasts and interviews with people talking about diversity and inclusion and equity. Uh, so it's it's not just that pay equity; it's also racial inequities, social inequities, yeah. uh, and and there's a whole. But at least the conversation seems to have taken a feverish pitch, and maybe because finally, uh, yeah. Co- yeah, at, yeah. at least in the circles we're hanging yeah, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, we may be in our bubble. Yeah. Uh, but the other part is, and I know this is another passion of yours, uh, is the people analytics. A- and yeah. maybe it's because finally people have figured out a way to measure some of these inequities. And I know in the U.S. now, it's part it's going to be part of the uh, of the SEC filings yeah. for public yeah, yeah. companies uh, that they're going to require um, to to understand what if, if you if if you value your people if you say you do put numbers to it
0: yeah but it's interesting and it's back to the to the start of our conversation eh? some of those the mega trends are long-term trends that are there for years Mm -hmm. some of those trends you could are neglected in a way eh? so for example using data and scientific knowledge in the workplace well uh, that's nothing new but it's partly not done for, uh, I'll give you a a super simplistic example, referring to the the biases. eh? We know that the interview as a selection method is not very good. And it it creates all kinds of biases, eh? but look around you in the most organizations, well, the most important selection instrument is the unstructured interview, still. There are still many organizations that don't use tests Uh, that that use interviews and the bias is enormous. And companies, back to the analytics that measured that, I've seen research, for example, that showed that when a male recruiter is interviewing a man or is interviewing a woman, the male, male interviews last 15 minutes longer on average in that organization than male, female, because Male, male, well, you know, we we feel a little bit more comfortable. We talk about uh, football or whatever your passion is, cars, the usual men saying. And in those 15 minutes, well, you, you know, the bias is already there. Right.
2: Well, and I'll go, just
0: I feel- er- I'll even go
2: earlier than that process,
0: even before yeah.
2: the interview. And I bring this up all the time. And I've got anybody's interested, just go to the YouTube channel or my videos. Is the application. Yeah. The application. Yeah. The, everybody says we're we, you know we are very conscious, we're we're EEO compliant, we're we're doing our best to eliminate bias. And the first thing that that a, an applicant, a candidate, is asked to supply is a first name and a last name. Yeah, yeah. Which immediately introduces bias. And, the and next even then even worse
0: is a photo, right?
2: Huh? Right. Well, at least in the US we're not supposed to use photos. And
1: and gender. Don't forget, Remember, don't yeah. forget gender.
0: But the very but So few- how many organizations are blind interviewing? I don't know. I don't know many.
2: Well, even with the blind interview, if the first two if the first pieces of information you use, it's the old it's the it's the paper form. Yeah. yeah. First name, last name, address, where you live.
0: It's that, also in the Netherlands, like, if you're called yeah. Mohammed, your chances on the job diminish oh, immediately. Absolutely absolutely and, and which and
2: even then yeah, means people say well, we don't collect names we just collect emails well the yeah. emails expose that you know too yeah. um so you know the, yeah, the if you still emails... have a
0: hold mail address no well then you better not... <laughs>
2: yeah so there's ways to animize that but at least we're having this conversation no one prior to this was even talking about how do you reform that how you reform the interview yeah so, um, so we, we've covered we, we, we we get, we yeah. barely covered so we scratched the surface on ethical leadership uh anti-fragility um you have you had a list of 11 what's one other one uh just on their time restraints that that um you know well,
0: I think uh, a, a, a totally different one and I like that a lot is learning in the flow of work and that's around because there we see a lot of traditional that's back also to transformation eh? The, the, the adapting is no longer a classroom physically, but an online boring uh, uh, teacher who is, who is who's giving you a lecture. Learning in the flow of work is how can we get really close to the work people are doing and then assist them to do that work better? And technology can help a lot there. Eh? For a, a conversation like this can be monitored by technology. And I'm not doing that at this moment, but then it can start giving me suggestions on what to do better Mm -hmm. and maybe change my tone of voice. Maybe look a little bit better in the camera. Maybe you haven't asked Joyce any question. So so that's learning in the flow of work. And that's an enormous if if you, you let your fantasy go that that gives enormous opportunities well, some of these are
2: just like dumb movements you, you think about when we need to do something when we need to learn something we're not sure how to do it first thing we do is we google it or we go up yeah, to youtube yeah, yeah. and learn exactly. how to use it when it came to work it said no no that won't work there we need to have we need to bring in a trainer <laughs> we need to we need to put it in the budget we need to think about it yeah uh yeah. where we're workmen i mean even like an, there was an HVAC. we had somebody doing our maintenance and they weren't sure how to do something here was, here's two examples of how this could be applied. One is, he basically, he looked it up, and I said, are you, you know, and I was listening. He basically mm-hmm. looked it up on YouTube as an example. <laughs> the second is, when he, was, when he was fixing it, he was recording it. And, and, he then, oh. and they were collecting it. They said, if you're out there and see something that's unusual, record it and send it to us, and we'll have it in our library for the next time.
1: I love that. That's great.
2: Yeah, it's brilliant and it's easy.
1: In in, uh, our book, uh, I wrote a book years ago with my late partner now, Roger Herman, and it was called How to Become an Employer of Choice. And one of the things I suggested in the growth and opportunity section was make everyone a teacher. And that was the 20 years ago version (laughs) of... uh, uh, having us all learn from each other in process, because yeah. Yeah. It, it is in doing the work. And, and when I was working with interns, I would be asked a question and I would turn it back to the interns and say, okay, who among you knows the answer to that question? And one of them would invariably know the answer to that question. And so I would let them teach each other the answer. However, uh, there's a way to do that, even if you don't have interns mm-hmm. in your organization. Yeah, for
0: sure. it's back sure. to your point, how do you use the capabilities of people? And, exactly. and, and, and it's often organizations more take, you have to learn things. Huh? Yeah. What can if we learn you instead of, what can we learn from you? you, right. That's a different perspective, absolutely. So Tom, uh, the
2: three of us could go on forever. I can talk to you. Uh, there's obviously a lot, even though we've only met uh, less than 24 hours yeah. ago for the first time and uh, we keep yeah. we're passing, Crossing paths, uh, a lot, of, a lot of synergy. So uh, hopefully, you and I will have a continued conversation after this. Uh, how can people get a hold of you? How can they learn more about it?
0: If they Google Tom Haak, you can, you can, you find different entries. So on LinkedIn, our website, I'm quite transparent and visible on YouTube as well. So there's numerous ways you. That's,
2: to find that's that. why you. That's why you're chasing my tail on thinkers 360, right? <laughs> so, uh, the tr- it's HR Trends Institute. Is it
0: doc- HRTrendsInstitute.com? H-R-trend-institute.com. Hrtrendinstitute.com. That's the website. Yeah. It, it, it's uh, an it's excellent
2: resource. Yep. Yeah, wonderful, Tom. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Uh, please stay. Nice safe. to meet so you. Hopefully, uh, we'll we'll get to actually travel again and and uh, meet physically, yeah, no. uh, one another. So. Yeah, that would be great. Hey, keep a nice a good work.
1: Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Uh,
2: wow. Super, super nice guy. Um, you know, I've I've sure. I said earlier, I've, I've met so many really, really good people because I think people were at home. Uh, so you had those opportunities to develop some relationships where in the past uh, everybody was in passing and it, it was more difficult. So there are some good things that are coming out of the pandemic. Uh, we are going to take a short break and talk about another trend that's coming on the head of the curve, uh, or a trend that's here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
2: We're gonna hear from our two sponsors. Uh, one is in Gomo. Uh, and uh, again, uh, we really thank them for being part of, of being our sponsor, for helping us uh, get the message out. Uh, And they also have a wonderful message. And I think it's in two weeks. Uh, We're gonna have Al, why not uh, be, uh, he's gonna be here. Uh, We're gonna talk to him. He'll be
1: our guest.
2: Yeah, we're gonna talk to him a little bit more about what's going on. Uh, And then uh, of course, Success Performance Solutions. So we will stay tuned. We will be right back, minute and a half or so. uh, And uh, we're gonna be talking about uh, climate change. (laughs)
0: Imagine growing great employees and advancing emerging leaders with one small monthly investment. With the Ngomu app, you can support your employees in career and personal development and health and wellness without spending a lot of effort to schedule and hold numerous training sessions. With the efficient app, your employees will have access to dozens of coaches in groups and one-on-ones for whatever topic they need or want to work on, anytime, anywhere. Picture the positive impact on your team by having access to over 80 coaches. Learn more at ngomu.com today.
2: And we are back. Welcome back to Geek Skeezers and Googleization. And uh, I didn't do this at the beginning of the show, but uh, please, uh, if you're not part of Googleization Nation, you can be part of our community. Uh, you go to GoogleizationNation.com, and uh, it's free. Uh, you'll get updates uh, about the podcast, the interviews, uh, our show notes, uh, and other events. And on March 24th, I believe it's 11 a.m., uh, you can go up to the website, or you'll get notices if you go to GoogleizationNation.com. Uh, We're having a panel. Uh, on adaptability, something we were just talking about. And we're gonna have uh, Ross Thornley, uh, there's four panelists, I'm still lining up a couple of the other ones, but we're gonna have Ross Thornley, uh, he's one of the founders of AQAI. Uh, we're going to also have Heidi Spiergy. Uh Heidi is the uh, Chief Strategy and Marketing Officer of Cornerstone On Demand. And one of their focuses, Cornerstone's On Demand's focus this year is on adaptability. Uh, so uh, they, they have a couple different themes that they're working on, but that is one of them as well. Uh, and there's going to be a couple other guests. Uh, so please, um, uh, you know, stay tuned for this. I'll, I'll announce the link, uh, but you can also go up to the website and learn more about it uh, or connect with me on LinkedIn and uh, I'll be happy to send it. Registration's free and there will also be a one SHRM credit um, if you attend. Uh, so let's go to talk about, the other trend that's happening, you're experiencing it for real.
1: Whoa. Uh, as I look so out my window, Ira, at the not even ice. In Chicago,
2: Joyce.
0: <laughs> <just>
1: I know. <laughs> I'm not even above the Mason-Dixon line. And here I am with, with ice sheets on the streets and ice covering every piece of vegetation that I see when I look outside of my window. It's really sad. Yep. And... The, the question is, why is this happening? Well, it's happening because as the planet raises in temperature, and you know we used to call it global warming, but the reason that we now call it climate change is that some areas get warmer while other areas get colder. And so we've got this balancing act that the planet is trying to do to equalize temperatures and we end up with snowstorms, ice storms, hurricanes. And the, the science is that as the areas warm up and the Arctic is definitely warming up as is the Antarctic, more moisture is absorbed into the air. And then that moisture makes its way in a, what we used to call uh, a polar finger, which is like a, a, a U-shaped uh, uh, force that's coming down from the Arctic. And, and then it, the, the jet stream carries it across the country. And that's how we end up with this crazy winter weather in in the hurricane season, it's a little bit easier to understand because the warming oceans mean that the, the more moisture is being sucked into the clouds. Those clouds then, because of the Coriolanus effect, which is an effect that a scientific effect that's been observed that has to do with the direction that wind revolves in, where depending on where you are in terms of latitude on the planet. And it spins that air, which is now filled with moisture, and we end up with bigger and bigger storms. And that's how we get these... This storm.
2: Yeah. And I think it's be, uh, and again, when you say bigger, uh, and again, it's unusual. So people can say, well, it's a hundred year event. And, you know, this is the first, it's uh, it's a hundred years. It means it's happened before. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, so people sort of write that off. What's happening is these hundred year events are now not taking a hundred years, they're happening more frequently. Uh, for years, we, like with hurricanes, we they went through the alphabet, they'd have 26 names and they'd go through the alphabet right. and they'd, they'd sometimes get to 18 or, or they'd have leftovers. And then last year, they almost went through twice. They, there were so many hurricanes. Now, part of it's science that they're able to identify these before um, that, that they ap- actually happened, but they're happening, but the, these, these events, these weather events are happening more intensely and more and more frequently more frequently and that's really important for people to understand because it's again saying well texas has seen snow texas has seen ice we've had these multiple storms before the northeast isn't so unusual it's more going back to the way i i remember growing up as a child that we've had snowstorm after snowstorm uh and 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 again it's cold but we we haven't broken any records this year but there's other parts that have, and we also tend to learn live in our our own bubble, uh, oh, and we sure. just think it's unusual weather events that there that climate change. Um, it, it's probably a terrible name. <laughs> uh, that it it's there's a there's so many more effects of that.
1: Right, right, and one of them has to do with infections, because when the weather changes in areas, the animals that lived in a particular area may need to move to another area to stay more comfortable. And when they move into that other area, they come face to face with animals that they had never before. Well, and that's where we get that spillover.
2: Well, well, when you talk about never before, it goes is because the ice caps are melting there are bacteria
1: and viruses
2: that are trapped under the ice literally millions of years ago right and so the you can say, well, you talk about it hasn't happened in a million years. Okay, well, now it's happening again because it happened once and people might have died for it. They, there may have been a pandemic a million years ago uh, or it was just, it was a common disease, but now we have millions of people on the planet, not just a handful, we have right. mobility. So what maybe was isolated in the Arctic or in Antarctica um, is, is now, being going to be spread uh, right. much more readily. So we're introducing new variants uh, on a daily basis anymore, even with COVID. Uh, we, the the animals are moving different places. We have more human mobility. Uh, we haven't had it like we did prior to that, but people are still moving around and socializing. And then we have m- million old millennial old uh Back- viruses yeah. and
1: other infections that are just kind of showing up because yeah, and, and this isn't to we've stop- unearthed them. Yeah, we're
2: not we're, we're you know again I don't want people to think that because frankly is you know I'm, I'm a, the millennial trapped in the baby boomer body is I'm still thinking that there's a lot more to go. Uh, I I'm fr- I'm I'm apt- optimistic in the sense that there is hope, there is opportunity and all we have to do is recognize that these things are happen and then we have our abilities, we have our collective manpower, we have our, uh, our collective knowledge, we have our technology to help solve some of these problems, but we can't can keep ignoring them.
1: Yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah. And it, the, the fact is that, that change is coming at us at an ever-increasing rate. And that's why it's so important for people to stay ahead of the curve. And one of the things that I'm going to share is that they can sign up for the Herman Trend Alert at www.hermantrendalert.com. Now this ahead of the curve segment, which is usually kind of a rehash of a previous Herman Trend Alert, just, I said, this is what we're gonna talk about today because this is what I thought was important for people today. to know. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's happening today, no, absolutely. And, and, and again, I, I want people to think about it. Again, we, we primarily focus on HR, the, 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 the business of people uh, you know, with that, of how is this going to impact uh, right. businesses? How is this gonna impact people? of uh, where people live, how they work, how things get done.
1: And what do we need to do to plan ahead now so that when we get there and those changes do come, that we won't get blindsided.
2: And, and as I started the show is we said, you know, people said, oh, don't worry about the pandemic. We have a couple of years to plan for it. And then you're caught off guard. Texas is caught off guard with the grid. Uh, things of, Hey, we don't, you know, what's the chances of guess, getting snow and ice and cold for an extended period of time. And then it happens and th- that just happens more frequently. It's VUCA. It's volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. I put out a tweet or I guess a tweet, uh, but I did it on LinkedIn the other day and I said, the new uncertainty is the new normal ah, and we need very to be appropriate. We, we yes. need to become, uh, comfortable with that. Uh, we are almost out of time again. Uh, we want to thank uh, again all our listeners. Uh, we want to especially thank our guests. And today, our guest was Tom Hake uh, from HR Trend okay. Institute. Uh, please look him up uh, either under Tom Hake; it's H-A-A-K. Uh, super, super nice guys, he Got uh, some some great, great thoughts, great ideas. Very practical. Uh, and uh, hopefully, you'll you'll share the show as we talked about ethical leadership. Right. Uh, and uh, anti-fragility—you'll be hearing a lot more <laughs> about that.
1: And we'll to sign it. up for our podcast, go right. to GoogleizationNation
2: Right, absolutely. And if you are already a listener, um, please leave a uh, please rate the show. If you're listening, leave us a our, comment. Our yeah, if you're if you're on uh, YouTube, uh, please leave some comments. What you liked and didn't like. If you're uh, listening on Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, iHeart, SoundCloud. Uh, Audible. Uh, please rate the show, um, share it, let people know that we're around. Uh, we want to thank InGomo again for being our sponsor, uh, talking about personal and, and career development. Uh, we're really excited. Uh, two weeks, March 3rd, uh, we're going to have Al Why not? He's the founder of InGomo, uh, and uh, we'll learn a lot more. About it at that point, but you can go up. You can see it scrolling across the screen. Well, the the big launch. I don't think it happened yet, but the big launch is is coming any day now.
1: Oh, March in the beginning of March, I believe.
2: March, yeah, to coincide with that. So again, you'll you'll get a, a pre a, kind of a a, a precursor of. What's and by
1: going. the way, Ngomu is now up to 92 coaches.
2: Oh wow, that's fabulous. fabulous. Yes. Excellent. Well, I thank everybody, uh, again, for being here. Uh, You've been listening to Geek Skeezers Googleization. And until next time, don't let the The shift shift your plans.